It's one of the Department of Conservation's most popular volunteer opportunities, being a warden on Rakiura Stewart Island's Flora and Fauna Sanctuary, Alva Island. The days are filled with talking to the thousands of people who visit over the spring and summer months, along with trank maintenance and checking the many rat traps. With the news earlier this year of an incursion of rats that evaded Doc's intensive trapping and monitoring efforts, this role is more important than ever. I spent two weeks on Elva Island over the Christmas New Year period, and of course I took with me my sound device. We have just come into Post Office Bay, the site of the first post office on Stewart Island. Tells you a little bit about it in a self-guiding booklet that you can buy for $2 each in the shelter behind us. It's got a lovely map in there, an hour and a half's walking. All the rest of the time is stopping and looking. As you walk along you'll come across posts with numbers and the numbers correspond to the wee numbers in the booklet there. The slower you go, the more you stop, the more the birds will come to you. You're a potential food source. The wicker wants your lunch, but all the other birds just want the insects you disturb as you walk. So if you see some birds, just stop on the track. Robin will come down and eat at your feet. Natural behaviour, and all the other birds will relax. Slow is good. Return times, quarter past ten, quarter past twelve, quarter past two, quarter past four. Quarter past ten, quarter past... 12, quarter past 2, quarter past 4, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. Take it easy. From the Alva Island Te Whanapana Visitors Booklet. Alva Island Te Whanapana is the largest of several small islands situated in Patterson Inlet, Whaka Atewera, Stewart Island, Rakiura. The majority of Alva Island, around 260 hectares, is part of Rakiura National Park and is managed by the Department of Conservation as an open sanctuary, a place where native plants and birds can live in a safe environment and the public can enjoy them. The remainder of the island at Post Office Bay is privately owned. Alva Island, Te Farafara, was the first part of Stewart Island, Rakiura, to be protected. In 1899 it was reserved under the Land Act 1892 for the preservation of native game and flora. It was one of the earliest reserves of this type in Aotearoa, New Zealand and is very important in the history of tourism and conservation. Pullen. I'm secretary of the Alva Island Charitable Trust and I've been secretary since it formed in 1999. As a personal question Anne, what is it about Alva Island that you love so much to have given so much time to it, both visiting and as a trust member? Well ever since I was a little girl I've been very keen on um, birds and forests and uh, coming out from England in 1964 and coming down to Stewart Island first time I went to Alva Island I realised that this was my place and so I have been um, to me part of that for many years 
and the the forest there, the birds are my thing. Has it changed a great deal over the decades? I've only known it in the last probably 10 years, but of course you've known it much longer. Yes, it has because of the semi-endangered birds that are being translocated there. And also, when I first came here, it wasn't so easy to get to Olver Island. I mean, nowadays there's water taxis, there's ferry goes across there on a regular basis. One of the tourist boats, you'd have to ask them to drop you off to Olver Island and come back and pick you up. It was, um, it was not as easy to get there in those days, and there wasn't the gravel tracks either. It's become very important to like you've got a Stuart Island, hasn't it, as part of its... Uh, part of its heart, not just the economy. Yes, it has. I mean, just these last couple of years with COVID, it has been just New Zealanders. But prior to that, the overseas visitors knew more about over, the special features of Olver Island than what New Zealanders did. But just recently, with the accent being on New Zealand visitors people understand how special Over Island is. We have an increasing number of sanctuaries, of course, around the country, but Over is, is quite different, isn't it? I think it's, 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 it's got its own special character. And the thing is, too, it, it's natural. It is as it is. There's no fence around it. It hasn't been replanted. What are the birds that have been brought back to Over Island? Stuart Island Robins, Saddlebacks, Riflemen and Yellowheads. And all the other species were, were, had been there right through? Yes. The, the volunteers, you know, the volunteer hut wardens, what, what do you see as their, their role over there? It's great to have um, a presence, a sort of a, a, a dock presence over there, just to keep people in line, I guess, and help them to understand how special it is and just what to be aware of and what to be. You know, the volunteers are a great asset to the island in helping to for the visitors to understand just what is that special about it. And knowing the island as well as you do, for people who are planning to come to Rakiura uh, Stewart Island, planning to spend hopefully at least one full day on Alba, mm. I suggest more than one full day. What would you recommend to them to, to get the most out of the experience? Just take time. Don't expect to do it all in five minutes. Just you don't have to do it all to see it all. Just take your time. Go and sit on the seat for an hour and let the island come to you. Let the experience wash over you as you're there. Go and sit on a beach. Sit by the beach. Watch the workers play. Just watch nature at its best. Birds to watch out for. Brown creeper, PPP. Tomtit, Nirungiru. Stewart Island robin, Totowai. Bellbird, Korimako. Yellowhead, Mohua. South Island saddleback, Tseke. Kaka, Grey warbler, Riroriro. New Zealand parakeet, Kākāriki. Stewart Island weka, Stewart Island brown kiwi, Tōkoweka. New Zealand wood pigeon, 
Riflemen, Titi Ponamu, Fantail, Piwakawaka, Tui. Christina, I mean, very basic question, really. What are the main roles, the main jobs of the volunteer hut wardens on Alva Island? Firstly, it's interaction with the public and education. So, yeah, I could start off by saying every day they have to clean the toilets, for sure. Um, that's part of the, you know, the standard role. But really, it's those interactions. And that's everything from directions to educating the public around uh, what bird life they're seeing and also a lot of advocacy around keeping Over Island predator-free and um, the story of how it's become such a special place, um, also including the story of the Over Island Trust, who has um, really contributed and, as you know, contributes to the volunteer program as well. So, yeah, just those really great interactions. Keeping an eye on our very prominent sea lion life on the beaches as well. And so, so mainly advocacy and interactions with the public. They look after the facilities and that's just not your typical daily maintenance. But we really rely on them to actually maintain all those tracks out there. So, yeah. It's about 20, 21 years old now, I think, the tra- through and the maintenance of it is actually really important because there's a lot of people coming through and the weather well it can be tempestuous so I think that track maintenance really is an important part of the job. Absolutely and also you've got to think about the type of visitors that go to Over Island they are expecting a higher standard of track you know it's not a backcountry track we want it to be an enjoyable experience that um, you know everyone from little dots right up to grandparents can come and enjoy with their families so absolutely right that track maintenance is super important and on Rekiota you know we've got a lot of peat soils and um, the drains and culverts fill up extremely quickly so I I don't think our volunteers find it disheartening but you know I've got returnees that come back and work on sections of track year after year and they see what happens in winter you know with the weather down there and then they come back the next summer and they are straight back into it getting it back to what it was when they left the previous um previous season so that's great. Christina what about the range of people who both apply uh, and then end up on Alva Island as the hut warden? I've heard the Alva Island program, volunteer program, be uh, mentioned as Southland's most popular program, and I've never been short of, of volunteers. And it's everyone from maybe the university student who's studying ecology and wants to volunteer with DOC on Over Island as that sort of gateway into where they want to head in their profession. And then it's everyone from people in their 30s and 40s taking time off work, which is, you know, a big commitment for two weeks, sometimes longer, to come down to the special place and share the skills they have. Um, And and right from uh, those who are also retired and um, have uh, a bit more time on their hands, but then have this wealth of knowledge through their past working careers. And so that's, you know, that really is a massive variety. I get uh, a lot of teachers apply for the role. Yeah, people, uh, I've got a returnee every year who's an uh, ex-cabinet 
maker and I've had a couple of people who are very keen botanists because there's some beautiful orchids on the island as well. Um, yeah, so really everybody from all walks of life. Um, up until recently, I used to get a lot of internationals as well who were willing to plan their trip to New Zealand around if they could come to Over Island to Warden. Uh, so that's really, really special as well. When they talk to you afterwards, what are the kinds of experiences or even emotions, Christina, that they talk about? I mean, what do they, what do they get out of? It's not why you volunteer, but what do they get out of their two or three weeks on Elver Island? Because it is, it is isolated. You're in um, a hut, patchy internet, uh, no electricity, outdoor toilet, although it has the most beautiful view of any long drop I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I think it's the best of both worlds in that... They really get to see this appreciation of the visitors throughout the day and how in awe they are of being on a predator-free island with incredible bird life, so close to what we islanders call the mainland uh, for the day. But then they also get that other side, and that other side is that seclusion of the evening when um, all the visitors uh, have gone away and they can walk the traps. That's often when the loos get cleaned and they get that interaction, I guess, with the wildlife that's there. And also I've got a lot of keen walkers who are up before any visitors arrive on Over Island. So they get to hear what would have been a version of what you know we always call the dawn chorus. So I guess it's that. I mean, I can't speak for them, but I feel that they are getting an experience of what New Zealand used to be like, and that's really magical for them. Bring. Wet weather gear, raincoat and over trousers. Two sets of warm clothing, including warm socks, gloves and hat. Clothing for warm weather, sunglasses for the occasional piece of sunshine. Change of clothing for around the hut. Gumboots, optional but recommended. Good sturdy walking shoes, hut shoes, gaiters, optional. Drink bottle, pillow and pillowcase, sleeping bag. Toiletries, personal medication and bug spray. Head torch, swimsuit, camera slash binoculars. Books and games Hut facilities. The Alva Island Hut is well stocked and has a variety of facilities, such as lighting and power is all solar, and you can use 240 volt chargers in the hut. A selection of crockery, pots and pans, containers, utensils. Two burner cooker with two 9kg gas bottles. Long drop toilet. There is a small 20 litre portable solar shower available for use. All water is rainwater collected in a tank beside the hut. Heating is from a small wood burner. Bin bags, glad, foil wrap, paper towels, toilet paper, cloths and all cleaning materials. Solar lights and charging facilities. There is cell phone reception at the hut and post office wharf. Sleeping arrangements is a bunk style with hut mattresses 
for up to four people. A variety of tools and supplies are at the hut and you can expect all tools to be supplied for all work tasks. What will you be doing? Wardens complete a variety of tasks which include daily duties such as engaging with visitors, cleaning the toilets and shelter facilities, quarantine advocacy, rat trap checks, weed surveillance, track maintenance, wildlife monitoring and passive concessionaire monitoring. In your induction, the program coordinator will give you full training and specific tasks to be worked on. Boxing Day morning on Elder Island. It's a blue sky, pretty much. Pretty windy, so it might be a bumpy trip over for the visitors today. A few tasks I want to get done for health and safety. So the first thing I'm doing this morning before going out to meet and greet the visitors is some sawing. Uh, there has uh, been a couple of sections of track where small holes about the size of the fists have developed on the side. Uh, just a bit of erosion, the stones fallen out through the uh, planking there. So I had my first go at track maintenance yesterday, Christmas Day. I was pretty happy with it. So I've got one more section to do, just a little bit of sawing to get the piece of ply into uh, the right size and shape. So many kakariki here, I get to see one of the yellow crowned kakariki uh, on this trip, I've seen them before, they're absolutely beautiful but there's so many kakariki and they're very very shattered. I thought I'd uh, bring you with me via the sound device to some of the tasks that I'm doing today which were different to yesterday and will be different to tomorrow. Back on. I think that'll do. Give it a crack anyway. 
Warden's Notes. Wednesday, 22nd of December. Arrived a day later than planned due to cancelled water taxi crossings yesterday. Wild weather pre-Christmas. Both toilets in remarkably good condition, given it's been a while since the wardens were on the island. Both scrubbed. I made uh, checking all tracks and trimming overhanging foliage my next priority. A uh, pregnant sea lion lying just about a metre off track in the bush, one minute away from the track signs from West End and Boulder Bay. She's seemed very calm and visitors were respectful and didn't loiter. Not a huge number of visitors today due to rain and wind. So much experience today and having just unpacked all the containers, thank you Anne for doing such a great job with all the food. So I'll go raking when the afternoon tour visitors leave. I met one of the founders of Turituri Mātangi. We chatted about how different the tiake here sound compared to the North Island tiake. Kaka calling also a bit of a different dialect here. Five hours track cutting, raking, toilets and visitor chats. Another wild morning. Gusts over 60 knots. Hut buffeted by the wind. Water taxis cancelled, so no visitors. Ventured out in the afternoon, cleared debris, branches and fallen trees from all the main walking tracks. Rain and gale force winds overnight, but noisy. Pouring in the morning, in contrast to yesterday, only a few hardy souls visited. It rained and rained and rained and rained. Started to clear and then rained some more. The weather was so rough this morning that the water taxi came at 9.15 but couldn't tie to the wharf, so left with passengers. Very windy last night, making for a challenging sleep. No wind. Strange. Sun. Glorious sun. Measured bridges for replacement netting, sorted wood piling, cut wood. Cleaned the Sydney Cove shelter gutters, water collection tank signs and tabletop and swept the shelter. Dug out steps after all the sand that's blown in overnight. Cleaned toilets. Only a three toilet roll day today. Cleaned the loos inside and out and they are gleaming. Cleaned inside and outside of the hut long drop. It was clean until the hut wicker tramped through it. We walked the West End Beach and Boulder Beach tracks, raking leaves and trimming overhanging plants. Photographed an unidentified poo and forwarded it to Doc, who think it may be either sea lion or kereru, suggested we stir and smell it. Mm. Have entered into mediation with the weka over their messing up bits of track we've already tidied. Unfortunately, talks have stalled over wicked demands for a six-pack of beer and a packet of fags. Please be aware that, included in the agreement, is unfettered access to the dock hut by local wicker. 
a trip to see twice-witnessed kiwi near West End Beach. Obviously asleep when I got there. Woken again by the kiwi who likes to scream while standing directly outside the hut. Delightful way to wake from a deep slumber. Started from four-way junction to West End Beach, hoping to see a kiwi out here, which has been seen by visitors for the past four days. Still no luck. Sat and watched a kiwi foraging for 30 minutes on way back from Boulder Beach to West End Beach at 12.40pm. Visitors saw a kiwi 15 metres from me. I didn't. There was a kiwi sighting at the far end of West End Beach. You guessed it, it was not mine, but a delightful group of young people. So really happy for them. Heard a kiwi calling at 4.30am, so I got up for a look and followed it from a distance down to the beach. Only a whacker. But did experience some bioluminescent bugs in the water. Pretty cool. sea lion walked up the track, past the hut and headed west. Just about stood on a sea lion napping by the track, one third of the way along from West End Beach. Lots of people excited to see the female sea lions who were inland getting ready to pup. The large female who we saw yesterday had moved slightly along the path and had just given birth. Sea lion hanging out in post office bay. Observations of said sea lion revealed a liking for playing the bury myself in the sand game, as well as pretending to be a shark. Stood on base, stood on base from Ulva Island, over. Uh, just reporting in the sea lion on West End Beach has pupped. Our mother and pup looked very well last night. I hadn't had a chance to check on them this morning. Uh, and there was a small tomtit that was caught in the undergrowth this morning. Uh, I got it out and it flew off strongly, so I'm assuming that all is okay. Otherwise, uh, nothing exciting to report. Over. Hey, that Liz. Thanks for the updates. Hope you enjoyed the day. Rest your Over now. Out at 5am to check on the sea lion mum that she'd returned and she was back, hooray, after at least 24 hours away at sea and bush bashing her way back up to the track. Um, she and the pup were deeply asleep, bit of snoring I think, and right on the track this time so I put up some pink tape on my side but I didn't want to disturb them by going around to put tape on the other side. So I just came back and told all the visitors who came on all the morning sailings and there were a lot, this was the busiest day yet about the mother and pup, but also about the male sea lions around, uh, regularly seen and close to the track steps on Boulder Beach, Sydney Cove, uh, and seen also on West End Beach. An unusually high number of sea lion visits actually, apparently. In fact, they were in Post Office Cove today as well. Uh, quite a few people turned around at Boulder Beach and returned the way they'd come rather than try their luck passing that um, big bull sea lion uh, on Boulder Beach, he was huge.
This is my haere ra, my farewell to Wilbur Island, uh, sitting on one of my favourite benches, bench seats, on the West End Beach track. It's not the sign-off that I had expected, imagined, when I came here for my two-week stint as volunteer hut warden. It's been eventful, it's been exciting, it's been emotionally tough uh, towards the end, which is why I actually ended up leaving uh, an evening before I was due to leave the next morning, if you get my drift. And it all revolved around a little sea lion pup. I hadn't even thought about sea lion pups, I'm such a bird nerd. The pup, as I left, was getting a very hard time from its much bigger brother, and by bigger I mean last season's pup. A male and it's hard to explain why this larger big brother was so tough on this little less than two week old pup. It was very hard to watch. I did video it for Doc. Hard to watch. At one stage I thought the, the pup was very likely badly injured or maybe had died. It's still around. It's something like 15 kgs of pure muscle. <laughs> so, uh, having left with the tears and a bit of a broken heart and knowing that there was nothing I could do to help, in fact, by hanging around the area, I was likely to make things worse. And the mum and her oldest son and her little pup are going to have to figure things out, because that's nature. I left the island not knowing if I'd ever come back, quite honestly. In a couple of days... R&R on Stewart Island, Lucky Order, place I love. I felt that before I head back to Wellington, I wanted to come and say my goodbyes properly, with respect, to Ulver Island. I blew a kiss to the pup and its mum because the track is still sealed off. The older male sibling is still around and still unhappy, but a distance from the pup and the mum. So, hi da da. I'll ride until next time. Voices heard in that programme and my thanks to Captain Peter, uh, Alan Pullen from the Elver Island Charitable Trust, Christina Patterson from DOC, Justine Murray, Robert Kelly, William Ray, Robin Jackery, Don Wiseman, Elliot Charles, Christine Sesford and Nick Tipping. Special thanks to studio engineer Mark Testerman for his expertise and patience. And the full version of that item is going to go up on our webpage a little later.